Welcome to the Church's Testimony Podcast. This show is about giving the people of the church an opportunity to share about the things that God has done in their lives. We believe that through the sharing of testimony, God is glorified and the church is uplifted. Our hope is that this will unite and encourage the body of Christ around the world. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Church's Testimony Podcast. Thanks for um, listening in. Today we have Carl on with us. So Carl, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and and where you're at right now. Cool. Hey guys. Uh, Yeah, my name's Carl. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I've been uh, a believer my whole life and, you know, always gone to church and... Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to share what I have, you know, what I've been through and, you know, we all have stories that God has moved in. And so excited mm. to kind of share what I have. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So excited to have you on. I- I've gotten to know you a little bit now through going to the same church and mm-hmm. especially through our relationship with Noah, just mutual friends. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole point. Um, of this podcast, really, it acts four eighteen to twenty is Peter and John going to the Pharisees, or the Pharisees coming to them and saying, "Hey, you've got to stop talking about Jesus. Like mm. you can't teach about him anymore. You can't do this. This isn't right." And they just say, "Who should we listen to? You or God? <laughs> yeah. Like you be the judges. You know, are you going to judge us for listening to God? Yeah. We won't stop sharing about what we have seen and heard." Um, so with that. Why don't you share Absolutely. a little bit about what you have seen and heard God do throughout your life, kind of in a chronological order, maybe starting from when you were younger. Um, but yeah, whatever have you got in your mind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, we, we are supposed to, our testimony is the most powerful thing we have, right? And so I think sharing our story is, it's a big deal, hmm. right? And so... Uh, yeah, I just, I'll, I'll go through kind of, you know, I have a couple notes and... Yeah, I'm excited. I actually haven't yeah. heard your testimony, which yeah. is weird because I've known uh, yeah, you no. for a year and a half now. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah we never actually sat down and mm-hmm. did this, so let's do it. It was great. <laughs> you have a very soothing voice. <laughs> It'll make you. up for my sick voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Cool. So, yeah, um, like I said, you know, I grew up, grew up a believer, I always... And I believed in God, and my family was Christian, and you know we went to church, mm. and uh, I liked church. You know, I had friends there, and um, did church activities, you know, youth group, camp, all that kind of stuff. So I think growing up, I learned a lot about God, um, but I think it's kind of a common thing when you grow up in the church. I didn't really grasp that God was a person to know. Hmm. And so I just kind of, it was just kind of information, right? It was just kind of an, an idea to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a good childhood. Um, and then, uh, I'll just get right into it. So <laughs> when I was, uh, you know, things started to change for me when I was kind of a preteen, 
Uh, when I was about 14, I started seeing this girl. And she was a couple of years older than me. Um, and she was kind of part of a rough crowd. I grew up in a small town, so hmm. most of the town was a rough crowd. I was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty common. Um, but yeah, she, you know, she just partied a lot, drank a lot, drugs, you know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. And so while we were together, she would, uh, she would go to these parties, she would sleep around and kind of like these rumors would come back to me and oh. I was like, Oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, I mean that, that went on for a while huh. we would, we'd be together. We'd break up obviously, but then, I mean, I was 14, right? I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I just kept taking her back and mm-hmm. it went on for a while. And uh, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really realize how much it was affecting me. Hmm. I was just like, whatever, you know. Um, but over time, I started getting really depressed from it. Hmm. Um, and it just really, it took a toll on me, you know. And I was just kind of forming who I was and, and uh, you know, my self-image and stuff. And so I just remember getting getting really depressed and I just spent like days in my room Mm. just down and so I was yeah it was it was a dark time for me um I did you know I remember praying quite a lot um I would ask for help from God and stuff but I don't think I really expected much from him I don't know if I mean I was in a pretty traditional church you know grew up like Nazarene Baptist. Okay. So healings and, you know, like power of God wasn't a common topic. And so I just kind of, praying was just something you did, but it didn't really hmm. mean much. You know, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to be delivered from this, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, I prayed, but yeah, uh, nothing, nothing really happened at the time or so it seemed to me. Um, and so, yeah, over over the next couple of years, I uh, I tried to I I just had this hole right from that, and I tried to fill that. Um, so I turned to you know seeking attention from girls, um, try to find fulfillment in that way or any way I could, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in and out of a lot of relationships, and I just. I was I was kind of a mess, right? Um, that that I mean that was my coping mechanism, was just you know attention and you know try to like yeah. get built up that way, but it just made things worse, hmm. right? So yeah, I I mean from there I just I got more and more depressed. You know, I started having regular suicidal thoughts and hmm. just a pretty rough couple of years. Um, started experiencing anxiety from that. And I mean, that sucks. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who's had anxiety, um, it's a crappy feeling. Hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, it, but I, I didn't actually know it was anxiety at the time. I didn't know what it was. I thought there was like something wrong with me. Hmm. So I, uh, you know, we just, we never really talked about mental health growing up. 
And so I would just, you know, I just tried to control that. Um, and yeah, but it just, it affected so much about me, hmm. affected how I was, how I acted towards other people. And I really, because my value was so tied to attention and how people thought of me, it basically made me feel like worthless. Hmm. Yeah. Like I just like, it like directly affected my value. Right. And I mean, obviously that's cause I like, I wasn't rooted in something solid. Yeah. Right? I was rooted in something volatile, you know, like the idea of what people think of you. You just, it's, it's so up and down, right? You just, I just kind of got blown around by that. Hmm. Right. So yeah, that was, that was kind of, uh, the start of my journey and <laughs> yeah um when yeah when did it change for you yeah so because you're not that person now yeah like you i i am actually surprised to hear that i didn't know mm. that you struggled with those things because yeah. now you're a very um intentional prayerful devoted joyful person so mm. it's it's interesting to hear so that being said, like I, like I said, I've only known you afterwards. So when, like, when did that really start to change for you? And what did that transition look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I just, <clears throat> I was really committed to not letting that control my life and mm. stop me from doing things, right? And so I kind of would put on this, facade and like it, it wasn't really obvious from the outside what I was going through I mean I didn't talk to anyone about it right mm -hmm. like my family didn't even know they were just I just kept it all in right and so um but yeah I, I would try to just live a normal life you know do sports go out hang out friends and stuff and so um when I was 17 I got this opportunity to uh, go to Bible school oh, cool. in uh, New Zealand. Wow. Cape Henry, New Zealand. Was that Zealand. Cape Henry? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did Australia. I think we've talked about this oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super, super That's cool. That's awesome. But yeah, this kind of came up. My sister was going to it. Hmm. <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, you want to come? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I wasn't pursuing God at all in that. I just thought, like, yeah, I'll go to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. Were you still dating this girl at the time? No. So okay. over the last couple of years, I had, you know, gone in and out of other relationships. Oh, okay. She wasn't yeah. in my life anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, at this, I think at this point, I was kind of like, okay, no more girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, let's go to New Zealand, do some traveling, meet some people. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was pursuing God in that. <clears throat> but now looking back, I realized like that was, that was God pursuing me, like hmm. putting me in that position. Yeah. Um, and so I, I went and I had a lot of fun, but I really... 
I feel like I really met him there for the first time. And uh, it was awesome. I learned about you know who he was, got to know him on a personal level. And that was, that was it for me. Um, <laughs> um, for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I got pretty devoted to him. Hmm. Um, so after that, uh, that was about six months out there. And then I came home kind of on a mission. I felt like God had called me to something greater, right? Yeah. Again, change the world now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I felt like, uh, he was calling me to Kenya. Hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, so I came home. <clears throat> sold my car, which was sad. It was a, it was an '89 Supra, twin turbo, and it's I a, loved that car. It's a nice car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I sold it. I was like, let's do this, right? And so I went to Kenya. I had, uh, I didn't know anyone there, but I had the phone number to this pastor, who uh, was in the Kibera slum in Nairobi. Okay. So it's like biggest slum in africa it's like huge almost a million people crammed into this little area um so i went met with him there and i spent two weeks there Hmm. and uh i tried to help out any way i could you know but it was mostly going around visiting with people getting kind of acquainted with life there and yeah you know and i saw a lot of a lot of need. Hmm. Um, so that, <clears throat> I mean, that really formed my perspective of the world. I feel like it opened my eyes to, you know, all the need out there and how we're just like, we just have it so good here. But I mean, we just kind of, we shut that off. Yeah. You know, the the knowledge that there's people out there that are, struggling more than us um so yeah it was it was eye-opening yeah for me um so then i got home i was like okay what's next right like where where do you want to take me next god so i felt like he was calling me to vancouver um there's this program called the war college Hmm. and it was uh it was a salvation army bible ministry school kind of thing and we basically we just uh we just entered into the downtown east side in Vancouver. Yeah. Um for for those who don't know, it's just it's it's a really rough area. Big area of need. Yeah, yeah. There's just you know, it's like a few blocks squared where it's just overrun by poverty, homelessness drugs prostitution all all the stuff Hmm. um so yeah we just we just immersed ourselves in that and uh, it was really cool it was a really awesome experience but obviously very stressful and so my anxiety started to spike up quite a bit while i was there Hmm. and uh i mean i was i felt pretty close to god so i was i was praying a lot um, as it kind of spiked up, I was like, all right, God, like help me out with this, you know, do something (laughs) with with this. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't really get an answer. Hmm. 
Um, and so I, you know, it went on for the whole time I was there, pretty much. Um, and I started to kind of get frustrated with God. I was like, I'm, I'm here, I'm sacrificing my time and my well-being. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I felt kind of abandoned. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I, I mean, I let that kind of discourage me. And so after that time, I kind of turned away for a while from my faith. Um, I felt like I was just like, well, I, maybe I just need to take care of myself. You know, I just kind of started living however I wanted. I mm-hmm. drank, drank a lot, um, went back to my unhealthy coping mechanisms. And yeah, and then with that, surprise, surprise, came a lot of depression. <laughs> kind of <laughs> regressed into that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, was, I was in that for a while, maybe two years. Wow. Um, just kind of... It just kind of put my life on hold and just did what I wanted, you know. Hmm. But then I feel like, I mean, obviously God was there and he He had a plan. And so I feel like he kind of showed up and he actually, I, I met uh, Sophia, who is now my wife. Oh. Yeah. And that was kind of, that was kind of a crazy thing because I actually grew up with her in my hometown so I kind of knew her, but didn't really know her well. Mm-hmm. We never really like talked or hung out. Um, it's kind of funny. I had done all this traveling, and then I came back home and ended up with a girl from my <laughs> little <laughs> hometown. Yeah. Um, but it was cool because we had a lot in common, right? Hmm. Did you guys meet in your hometown? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. so funny. And we had both left and then came back. Hmm. And then that summer, we just, uh, it was uh, summer 2014. Um, we, we just reacquainted and we're like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we started dating and uh, a year later, we were married. Wow. <laughs> so. Rest is history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was, yeah, that that was cool because we, uh, you know, as we got to know each other more and talk about our goals and dreams and what our, what our you know, our past, what hmm. we've both gone through. Turns out she was kind of in the same place um, or a similar place where she had struggled with mental health and struggled with some other stuff and kind of rebelled, turned Mm. away from God. Yeah. And so having that in common and, and remembering, you know, our faith together, we were like, we just, we realized we both just really missed him. Hmm. And so we, we just started, you know, praying together and um, just pursuing God again yeah. together, and we we grew 
closer to him, closer to each other. And it just, it really formed this strong bond between us. That's and so cool. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, since, since then, um, we, I mean, every year I feel like we're growing closer to God together and growing closer to each other. Um, been almost seven years wow. now. Good for you guys. We've been married, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, as far as the future goes, we uh, we also it's it's crazy. I I just I know God really showed up in this because He had put very similar things on both of our hearts. Hmm. Um. So we both kind of felt called to missions and specifically Africa. I wanted to go back to Kenya. Yeah. Um, and we even, even to the point where we both had this dream of one day starting an orphanage somewhere. Wow. And we were like, what the heck? Like, we have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, that's on our hmm. list of things that we feel like god wants us to do and that'll happen one day yeah (laughs) yeah that's awesome hearing about how you and sophia even just pursued the lord together it's it's cool to see your foundation that you guys Mm -hmm. laid like well before i met you but just at the beginning of your marriage and you guys are kind of built up on that now yeah um and like you have a daughter and yeah another daughter on the way. Another one on the way. Another yeah. one on the way. A couple which is months. Crazy. <laughs> Good for you guys. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll just just take a quick break here. Um, mm, sure. And then dig into some themes and some more questions after that. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you. So, yeah, kind of picking up on where we were before the break, why don't you talk a little bit about um, about your future and kind of where you see yourself, and then maybe we'll go back to a couple of things you touched on before. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I have, uh, you know, I do have that passion to do missions hmm. um, in the future, and I also, I have this passion for business and uh, entrepreneurship, and so for for a, quite a long time, I was going back and forth between the two ideas, not really sure which direction I should go. Hmm. Um, and so I just, I really just surrendered that to God. Um, said, you know, I'll just, I'm, I'll be open to either, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want me to do. And so for now, um, I'm called to basically do whatever I can with the opportunities I have. Um, I mean, we're so blessed here in North America. We have access to, 
to so many things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like, um, that's almost a responsibility to me to do the most I can do. Um, and mm. then use that to help people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm focusing on now. I'm starting up a business. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Eventually, I want that to fund missions, and one day we'll go over there and actually build that orphanage. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. No free advertising, so don't say the name. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> and, and missions, is that you want to go back, you said, to Africa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what were some of the things that you, you saw in Africa? that were like big takeaways for you that maybe compelled you to want to go back again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really, people talk about the culture shock, right? Hmm. It's really, it really is a different world. Um, you go over there and people are struggling just to eat, you know? And like, so this slum, Kibera slum, it's right in Nairobi. And it's just, it's kind of the same idea as downtown Eastside, but on a huge scale. And so they've just pushed these people into this block of land and there's no power supplied to them. Hmm. Um, They have, they have nothing basically. So they, you know, they try to sell whatever they can and try to just make a couple bucks to, to buy food. And Hmm. so I, uh. Yeah, I just really feel like with all the things I have access to here, it's I, I feel like I can do so much. Hmm. And before going over there, you kind of know that that's, you know, that that's a world out there where that's yeah. happening, but it's not really real. We're hmm. kind of, I feel like we're kind of taught to just turn that off yeah. and just live our lives here. So that was... I think that was the big thing when I went over there is I just, it connected those worlds Hmm. for me. And I, I'm having a hard time not feeling like, you know, like we're all part of the same world, right? We're all children of God. And so I just, I feel this responsibility Hmm. now where I have to do something, you know, do the most I can do. Oh. That's fair. It became very personal for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I still keep in contact with people over there and, Hmm. um, yeah, I just want to, I want to make a difference. And, uh, I've met with, um, a couple of missionaries. I feel like God has put some people in, in my path. Um, some missionary families that are going over, uh, to different areas in in Africa, and um, something crazy that I didn't know. Um, but there's a lot. I thought that we had pretty much reached most of the world with the gospel, but it's crazy how much of the world is basically unreached. Really? Yeah. And so that's what this missionary family was talking about, and they they just have a goal to go and try to reach as many people that haven't heard the gospel. Cause 
I mean, we all should have access to that, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's just there's just so much to do, hmm. you know. You think it's your responsibility or like a burden on your heart to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how did that experience um, help you? You said when you became a Christian, or kind of when you started to take your faith more seriously, that it was when God became more of a person to know for you. Mm-hmm. So how did your experience in Africa and your experiences with these missionaries help you understand God more as a person to know rather than, like you said, our culture kind of forces us to turn away from those people, essentially turning away from God because that's what Jesus says, right? Like mm-hmm. if, yeah. if I'm hungry and you do not feed me, you know, like you shut me out. So yeah, yeah. how has that helped you understand God as a person? So yeah, it's <clears throat> it's interesting because I feel like as well as seeing that world, um, as I get to know God on more of a personal level, I feel like I start to see that that it's almost like a shared love and and calling because God has so much love for those people. Um <clears throat> and he wants I mean he wants to reach them right yeah and so as i've grown closer to god i i feel like that also kind of connects those worlds hmm. in uh in growing closer to his heart um and how that affects my heart and um my heart for those people so yeah I really feel compelled to dig into this a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to do so because even as you're talking, I'm thinking like, man, do I, do I really care that much about people who are less fortunate than I am? You know? mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I recognize there's a need for missionaries. I'm like, I want to go do missions and I drive through the downtown East side and I'm not disgusted. I like, have compassion, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not stepping out of my vehicle and serving them. Um, and I drive by the homeless people in Abbotsford every week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think our, our, really our, our whole culture is, is like that or a yeah. very, very, very large percentage of it. Yeah. Um, how, how would you, or what advice would you give to somebody who sees that need or has a desire to serve the less fortunate, but their heart just isn't there like they're still kind of a part of the culture you know but they think Mm -hmm. something has to change yeah it's 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 a crazy thing um the culture that that we're in because we really are just grown up to not really see that and not really focus on the need Hmm. Um, but one of the kind of thought experiments that I've had is going through, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, um, because I'm, I'm still so ingrained in this culture and in the individualism of North America. And, and, uh, but if you think about going, driving through the downtown East side, right. Mm. For instance, and you see all these homeless people, um, people struggling, 
on the streets. And I think of, what if I saw one of my sisters hmm. out there on wow. that street? Yeah. I would, it, it wouldn't matter what I was doing, where I was going. It wouldn't matter if I was late for something. I would obviously, I would pull over right away <clears throat> and do anything I could to help her. But there's this disconnect between the fact that those are our brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> As Christians, all, all people are our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And, but we just kind of, we drive through that mm -hmm. and we, we don't look, you know? We don't stop. And it's tricky because it's overwhelming. There's so much need that it feels like we can't really do much. Hmm. But that's the problem. Everyone's thinking that, right? Or the majority of people. And so we just kind of live our lives, you know, move on. We don't want to get inconvenienced or overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's just, it's... You know, as as I've been praying about this and growing closer to God, I I just feel like He's opening my eyes to this hmm. more, and it's really convicting. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> well, crazy. Even <clears throat> my sister-in-law was visiting with us a while ago, um, and she loves big cities, and you know we drove her through Vancouver, but I took her specifically through the downtown east side because I was like, mm. this is what happens yeah. in big cities. We, we get so caught up. I'm like, this happens in every city in North America. Yeah. There's homeless people in Abbotsford. There's homeless people in Hope. There's homeless people in, in Merritt or in Kamloops or in Kelowna or yeah. in Revelstoke. Like wherever you go, there's homeless people. Yeah. Or <clears throat> displaced people or, or whatever. Um, it, it, it does feel overwhelming. Even just thinking about it now, I'm like, all right, well, practically, what could we do? Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say to somebody like me who is thinking now, maybe after listening to this, like, well, I, maybe I can do something. Maybe I, I can help. What's a practical step or a practical thing they could do to help and to make that change? Yeah, that, I mean, that's something that I'm trying to figure out right now as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think the awareness and opening yourself up to that hmm. and kind of letting that, I mean, through prayer and, and learning more about who God is and, and letting him change your heart and open up your eyes to things. Hmm. I, think, I think that's a big, that's, I mean, that's the first step is really seeing yeah. what's happening and then surrendering yourself to uh, any opportunity that you might come across to, to do something, to make a difference in that. Hmm. Um, and like I said, that's something I'm, I'm trying to figure out too. And I, I still, I'm still so narrow visioned, hmm. so tunnel vision, you know, I, I I drive to Vancouver all the time for work. Yeah. And I don't know. It's I'm overwhelmed. I don't I don't know what to do. Hmm. Um and I mean I I feel like we're called to to Africa um 
because I feel like that is something God's put on our heart, but you're exactly right. There's homelessness in every city you go to. And so it's just crazy. You don't need to go to Africa to find so much need, Hmm. right? You don't need to be this overseas missionary, drop everything you have and go serve God um, out there. But you can actually just integrate that into your daily life. And, Hmm. and I, I wish I had the answers. (laughs) I wish I could say, just do this and this and this, Mm -hmm. and you'll be helping people. (laughs) But (laughs) the the fact is it's, it's tough. Hmm. It's tough because it's, it's, it's inconvenient and even dangerous sometimes to put, to put yourself out there. Um, so, I mean, I'm just, I'm just praying about what that looks like. And Hmm. the fact is, I mean, it feels like one person can't do a lot, but everything you do makes a difference. Hmm. And the more people start to take the responsibility on themselves, that's where we'll start to see change. Hmm. Because if we can work together in trying to, to do something, to change how we how we even see this, you know, yeah. how we see those people and stop marginalizing them and pushing them into this area. You know, I think, I think God wants us to open ourselves up to that. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's the only word that I have for that. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think in the last year, I've probably met a dozen or more people who felt called to be missionaries in Canada. Mm-hmm. And just really in the last year or two, have I been like, oh, like this isn't a Christian country. Mm. You know, like this this isn't, like yeah. this is a big missions field. Yeah. There's not a lot of Christians here. And a lot of people who are Christians are, are very, very askew even as well. And obviously everybody isn't perfect but there's a lot of people who claim that title without living anything mm-hmm. like closely similar or whatever to what Jesus was doing um <clears throat> yeah that's just so convicting thank you for sharing yeah yeah and and you're right the you're right that it's it's not i mean it's not a a, a country that is fully following god you know, even if we call ourselves a Christian country, where's the fruit, right? Hmm. Not to be a downer, right? But, <laughs> but, I mean, that's what Jesus said. You'll know, you'll know them by their fruit. And I think we're, I think we're missing something. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, I think, I think that's a good place to end it off. Um, there were a couple things that we could have dived into a bit more, like um, prayer or depression and anxiety. But I feel quite a bit about quite a bit of peace leaving it at that. Um, so just yeah, I just want to thank you. And if there's anything else you have to share, um, I don't know. Do you anything else you want to say? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, if if I can encourage anyone. To, that's a good thought. Yeah, to to really just do everything they can. I mean, that's 
that would be that would be a great outcome if I can <laughs> encourage one person. Hmm. So for myself, um, I mean, there's there's so many aspects to you know changing who you are, changing how you see the world, um, and really letting God change that. Um, but I think it's, it all starts with God. It starts with prayer. It starts with spending time with him, uh, in a society where we don't want to have silence. You know, we always have, we always want noise in our ears Hmm. to actually sit down and just be silent with God and get to know him and hear, start maybe actually hearing what he has for you. Um, and then just be just be ready hmm. to do something about that. Right? Yeah. Be open to that and willing to serve. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's where that's what I'm trying to <laughs> trying to do. Yeah. Um, it's and it's an ongoing process, but uh, it always will be. Um, but yeah, I just I. I want to do the most I can do, and I want to use my talents to build something that I can then use to make the biggest impact I can. Hmm. And I also, in just the daily things and the way I interact with people, I just want to show God's love through that. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of a good place to start. Yeah. There's this old song that's coming to mind. Um, or it's not that old. It's by, I think it's called Jars of Clay, that old Christian oh, yeah. band. Yeah. Um, they will know we are Christians by our love. Mm. And it's it's very hymnal. And it's kind of like a chant. Um, and it's meant to be sung by like a choir or a congregation. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking of that song. Like, they will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And even in the Bible, Jesus is like, they will know you are Christians by your love, by the way you love one another. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Start with loving those who maybe receive the least of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, further um, to that, I, there's this quote that, I, that I've really been thinking about. And meditating on and um, it's to live in a way that raises questions where Jesus is the only answer hmm. and I think if we if we start to do that we will see change wow that's awesome well thank you so much for sharing yeah and for even just <laughs> pushing for that last encouragement. I think that's great. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stoked. It's always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you for everybody who listened. And I hope, you know, if you are somebody who was encouraged, uh, that you would just reach out and, and share so that we know that this message was mm. fruitful, um, but more so, so even for just for Carl, that you, you know, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, 
Yeah, the Lord did work through that. And yeah. there was one person. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah. Sign-offs are always guys. a little awkward, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you guys so much. I appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs>